everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... It's Gator. And with us on the line, we have a special guest. We have Christian Aroa of CLE and Aroa Cigars. How are you, Christian? Hey, guys. What's going on, man? It's been a while. It has it been has. a while. So now you're calling us from uh, from Texas? In Dallas, Texas today, bro. Dallas. Fantastic. What do you got going on down in Texas? Listen, a, uh, what I love about capitalism and entrepreneurship, it always finds a way. Our trace got canceled, so we just decided to hit the road and go visit our customers. We're having dinners, explaining what we got, explaining the new products, and getting stuff out in front of everybody. Well, that's fantastic. I wanted to touch on the whole trade show situation with you while we had you on the phone here. But, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. So I'll I'll jump in and say this. I know Nick has uh, seen you, uh, what, out at TPE, but I haven't seen you since last fall over at the Hill Cigar Company in St. Louis. Really that long, huh? Yeah, it's been a while, so... Good to catch up. Hey, I actually had a good time in St. Louis that trip. I actually really, really had a good time. You know, my mother went to school in St. Louis. I actually considered going there myself. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, I I had a great time. All the stores are super nice. The guys at the hills are super nice. And Stanley's, man, I love that place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you're rolling through town, definitely let us know. So For sure, man. Well, the, re- the reason you're with us today is we are going to be smoking the final cigar out of the June My Monthly Cigars box, which is the Aroa First 20 Years Colorado. We have nice the... Cigar. Oh, oh we're, yeah. we're, we've been looking forward to it. This is the... Out of the four cigars in the box, this is the one that we save for... for the, save the best for last. It was the thing, anchor. You know? so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have the Toro 6x54. It has a Honduran Corojo wrapper, a Honduran binder, and filler. And according to this card, it is a medium strength. So, now, gonna... I, now, full disclosure, I've had this cigar before. I love this cigar. Well, good. Yeah, this is good I'm smoke. Sorry, the, the Colorado or the regular one? The Colorado. Oh, nice, nice. The Colorado. Here yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to this. So we're going to go ahead and get ready to cut the cigar. And the official cut is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there at Riverman has been doing lots of good work throughout the COVID time period, getting the lounge ready for everybody. He's been uh, clearing out some old furniture, getting some new furniture. Well, they've done a nice job with the front counter and everything. Yeah, Yeah. they redid their whole front uh, cash wrap area, and he's been working on building the inventory and, and getting some supplies and stuff in there, so... Dan over there at Riverman has something for everybody, $3 to $100. And not only can you come and pick up your cigars, but if you live in an area that you don't have a brick and mortar, or maybe you live in an area where your brick and mortar is not open yet and you want to support a brick and mortar, you can always reach out to Dan at Riverman and he will do mail order service. So just give him a call and he'd be glad to put a package together for you and get it out the next day. So Dan's a good guy. He'll take good care of you. Yep. So, and, you know, he, and I have to... I have to speak for the retailers in our business. They've been absolutely fantastic. They've been troopers. These guys have been so creative, and they've, they've gone through so much. Because not only, of course, did, did they go through the same headaches everybody else did with business closures, but the, then they had competitors, the catalog internet companies, were able to sell cigars. Yes. Yep. You know, adding more pressure to them. Exactly. So, these guys are troopers, man. So, yeah, go out and support your local B&M. These guys are good guys. They're hard workers. Definitely. Definitely. Amen. Well, with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar i'm gonna go ahead i have my my calibri cutter here we're gonna give that a trim i'm gonna borrow nick's calibri as well since we uh we had a little recording fiasco earlier that uh you know we'll talk about <laughs> but uh we we had to change recording locations we did it was a it was li- necessary little too noisy back on jeff's deck it was uh between between the guy that was uh building a, a deck two houses over <laughs> 
and then the pool full of kids that were right in the backyard there. In, in the neighbor's it, defense, they literally just put that pool in Sunday, and those kids have been living in that thing. So, yeah. <laughs> I would be, too. It's been nice out. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. So. Anyway. So, so now we are in the Casa de Nick garage, or Casa de Jeff garage. It is the lines. Casa de yeah. Jeff garage. Right? Not the Casa de Nick. Yeah, I've been, I've been joking <laughs> through the COVID break, Christian, that... Um, since I can't hang out at any of my stores, I've been joking that I've been enjoying the Casa de Nick Garage Cigar Lounge. Um, the uh, service isn't great, but the humidor is pretty stacked, so that's good. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so. you got to smoke where you can when you can. Yeah. So, Jeff, it's time for the cold draw on this guy. So, what are you what are you getting on that? Nutmeg. Yeah, there is kind of a baking spice. Yeah, a little bit of a baking spice, maybe a little earthy flavor to it. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. I love oh. the cigar. So, yeah. I know. Yeah, I've had this one before too, and I'm a I'm a fan. So. Oh wait, you didn't do the you got to do the cold retro. Oh. We got to introduce Christian to the cold retro. Why don't hell. you go ahead and do that? <clears throat> so Christian, it is it is my contention that not only the cold, you got to do a cold draw, you have to do a cold retro hail and breathe in the uh, you know the the oh what's the word I'm looking for the scent of the cigar, but then blow it out through your factory senses so you can really really get a sense for what the cigar is going to give you. Well, you know, it's it's actually, you're completely right with that. You know, what I do when I'll smoke a cigar, I usually t- smell the foot. But not just smell the foot, I inhale the foot. And what ends up happening is, oftentimes, it will happen to me a lot, I end up sneezing after I do this because I get some of that, that Corojo that goes in, especially if it's Corojo, and I get that sneeze. And when I get that sneeze, I know it's going to be a great cigar. So I always call it a great sneeze. And then, So now everybody already knows, especially after lunchtime, and I'm probably going to sneeze when I smoke a cigar, and I'm probably going to love the fact that the cigar made me sneeze. So you're not completely way <laughs> off with that one, man. There you go. <laughs> more, more evidence, Nick, that it works. <laughs> I just always contend that he's just getting a more intense version of, like, the cold draw flavors and that sort of thing. But but you're you're contending that maybe there's a little bit more to it. A little validity, as it were. Okay. Oh, yeah. Listen, that's how you smell a cigar at first, and you get some idea of... Um, even if they don't have some some ammonia left, and you have some uh, some stuff left over from the original fermentation of it, because it just it gets compounded in there, and when you put everything inside an enclosed tube, you're gonna get those flavors all the time. Yeah, there you go. So it and, is extremely helpful. And this is a box press, and Nick Nick is not the biggest fan of the box press. I actually happen to be. And one of the things that we keep hearing from manufacturers is it's kind of almost like a Cuban sandwich where you have to just push those flavors together, and it really enhances them. Uh, you're talking about what, box pressing? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Box pressing, the, the whole point behind box pressing, because it helps you. At one point when you had the Tampa factories and were trying to save some money, and it would make the cigars, you would, you, you'd you be able to lose a lot less tobacco, and you wouldn't lose that quality, and you could use lower quality wrappers because the wrappers would always look pretty when they're box pressed. When you And that's why, actually, I box pressed this cigar, because I wanted that Colorado means reddish. So I really wanted that wrapper to stand out, and I wanted that wrapper for people to really appreciate what that reddish color was. Oh, yeah. And, that's, yeah. Uh, and I got – so, you know, when you box press a cigar, you are – it's not cheating, man, but you're accentuating you're accentuating the, the look of that wrapper because they do look a lot prettier. And, uh, you know, and you know, the idea I, – I, I got the idea for the cigar back one of my first trips to Germany when I first came face-to-face with a Cohiba cigar. And I remember they had this, this beautiful – Colorado. Colorado means reddish. That beautiful reddish color. And I always wanted to make that ever since the Camacho days. And we, we finally did it. And to be able to do it, what you have to do, you have to ferment the tobacco a lot more slowly than usual. And with Camacho, we never really had the time to do it. 
Okay, the production and the demand was so high at the time. So in this time, we're able to do it, and uh, that's the end result. So you you bring up a point there that I want to uh, talk to you about. How do you slow down fermentation on the tobacco? Well, you don't slow down the fermentation, really. Fermentation takes its course, but you can control it with the amount of moisture and water that you apply to the tobacco. You know, there are times that we, we need production out faster, and so you can add a little more moisture, a little more water when you're flipping bulk when, and during the fermentation process. And uh, so you can accelerate it, or you can leave it and let the temperature go up to whatever, a, a 108, 110, 112 degrees. Or you can stop the temperature at about 105, 106 degrees, and you do the fermentation a little more slowly. It still requires time. Just when you do it a lot more slowly, obviously, you're going to require a little more time. But at the end result is is the color. If you accelerate the process a little more, you can get darker wrappers. Gotcha. gotcha. Interesting. So, so tell us a little bit. Uh, as Okay, so before we get into that, actually, Jeff, what are you getting on the cigar? Um, we had lit the cigar. It's kind of creamy. Um, what do you What are you it's getting there? Creamy. There's maybe a little um, slight earthy, you know, flavor to it. But yeah. I get a pepper on the retrohale. Not I a harsh, a not a yet. harsh pepper. I didn't cough or anything like that. Like, yeah, I need you, to do a retrohale. But but you know, uh, I get a little hint of pepper to the retrohale. What's well, slight? It is. It's, it's there, very but it's mild. very mild. Yeah, very so, mild. But it's it, it's it. But the creaminess and the smoothness of the cigar cannot be uh, overstated. There, so yeah, creamy. Um. So speaking of the first twenty years cigar here, Christian, can you tell us kind of the the story behind this cigar a little bit? Kind of how it came to be. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, my anniversary, which is actually coming up now, June twenty eighth. I turn twenty five years into the business. Wow. And in nineteen ninety five is oh, 1995 is when i started june 28 1995 so when i came up with this cigar it was 2015 my father had had um the original was the regular eight off first 20 which has a darker wrapper and that is a tobacco my father had grown that the seed came from from his father's farm my grandfather's farm called la victoria in cuba and yeah, the tobacco was too strong for him you know my father and i defer on, on the strength on, on that we like the cigars so he basically gave me that blend, gave me that tobacco. I said, all right, that, of course, man, I'm going to take it. And that's when we did that one. And since I had the name and I had the, um, I like the idea, I always wanted to also celebrate that when I first got that idea in my first days of the industry and wanted to come up with that Colorado, that name after that, that one cigar I saw in, in Germany at one time. But, uh, you know, and also the big difference is we age the tobacco a lot more now. So we'll age this stuff about four years and five years. That's where you get that mellow. Because you guys were talking about that little, you know, when you do that, what do you guys call it? Cold retrohale? Yeah, he does his cold retrohale. All right, so when you guys do the cold retrohale, <laughs> that reason, you guys, I, you I guys patented get that. that. <laughs> no, you didn't. It, it doesn't have that, the tobacco doesn't have that much body to it. It's on purpose. It's We want it to be creamy, we want it to be medium body. Exactly, I love the description because that's exactly the description we were looking for. Perfect. We, uh, how you guys described it just now. Yeah, yeah. So. COVID. Obviously, it shaped a lot of uh, how this year has gone. I've seen um, you and your companies um, doing a lot of Instagram Live, Facebook Live kind of updates and whatnot all throughout. Can you give, give us kind of a little recap of how, how this year has gone for you and maybe um, some, of the, some of the changes that it has brought to uh, your company? Yeah, you know, I, when, when this thing, obviously nobody knew the extent of what this was. And when we started seeing what it started looking like, I remember we were trying to book trips in June and, and uh, 
March, April, Manny, and, and doing all our travel. And I was doing a couple of trips already in March. And I got off the road. I had to cancel everything the second week in March. And I was even embarrassed when I called customers because I always been like a germaphobe. And, and I knew these guys were going to make fun of me for being so what, what I thought was ridiculous at the time. And as it turns out, imagine. So uh, we had to, of course, change all, all the plants. And we had, I had a conference call with our, with our salespeople, which everybody was nervous. All of us. So I'm yeah. going to sit and tell you, I, I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, we were all nervous about what was happening. We didn't know this was going to be complete stoppage. We didn't know what was going to happen to our, our people, the farms, the factories, the jobs, everything, right? So I remember meeting with everybody and uh, over a, t- uh, a phone call. And the first thing that I told them was, number one, there are two, two things we're going to focus on. Number one, everybody keeps their job. No one loses their job either here in the U.S., in Honduras or Nicaragua. And number two, we're going to protect our brands. Yeah. We're not going to sit here. We're not going to panic. I've been here before. The end of the cigar boom was brutal. Uh, you know, sales died. Everything was, was very slow for us. That's in the end of November 97. After the 2008 election, when we knew now that the S-chip was coming, uh, our industry got hit real hard as well. Our industry was down. But only the brands that really manage themselves well were able to protect their brands all throughout. And that's the one thing that I wanted people to understand. And uh, so as the COVID began to, to spread, and it's funny because you started looking at these businesses closing one by one and states closing one by one, we started realizing, oh, no, what's going on? So, of course, we had a, a drop in business in in, um, in March. But all of a sudden, a, uh, the catalog internet company started really picking up a lot of that slack. So customers that would normally go to cigar stores, they started buying their cigars online, especially now because everybody's spending so much time at their at, at their homes yeah. instead of being out there and visiting the shops. So there was definitely a, a big change in that direction. And that did award me a lot until things began to reopen, which I have been extremely amazed and and pleasantly surprised how supportive customers have been of their local cigar shops. You know, I I really thought that these guys were going to suffer a lot. I didn't know if the uh, brick and mortar guys were going to recover because once, you know, once people start developing certain shopping habits, they don't come back. But in this case, man, I think that the, uh, they like the shop experience of going to a regular brick and mortar. Definitely. And, right? Oh, oh, no. I was just going to say a little anecdote. Um, we we earlier were referencing Dan Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company, and he had told us a story of how, you know, he stayed open all through the COVID stuff, and he had very strict rules about it. Like, he would only allow one person into the shop. The person would have to come to the counter, tell the clerk what they wanted. The clerk would put on gloves and a mask and then go into the humidor and get all the items, then come out, ring it out, and and then they could leave. And so it was very, very strict. And they did the curbside, you know, that kind of thing. And during this, he had a gentleman come in who lived maybe two blocks away and had been an online cigar buyer, you know, for, for years and years and years and years. And throughout the first couple weeks of COVID, he drove by Dan's shop, saw the sign, you know, for cigars. And finally, one day just decided, you know, this is wreaking havoc on small businesses and I'm going to come in and I'm going to start supporting you. And this guy has now become a regular customer. He stopped buying online. He's buying everything through Dan over in Crestwood. Bro, that is an awesome story, man. I like hearing that story. Yeah. You know, also, you know, and and you mentioned it. I just, I just went on a tangent. You know, we did start doing a lot of Zoom calls. And Zoom was actually, I mean, it's great technology. It was new to us, to all of us, right? So I never heard know, of I, it until COVID, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I know, man. 
through. So we started doing a lot of Zoom calls because I wanted to keep a certain sense of, of regularity. And just like I told my salespeople in that same call I was telling you about, to call their customers because everybody was nervous. We were all scared. We're all entrepreneurs. We don't know what's going to happen. Just be their friend. Be there for them. And we wanted to also create a certain platform where, where customers and consumers and all of us, even, even our salespeople as well, we could all just sit down and talk. And so everybody understood that we were all going through exactly the same thing. And uh, and I think there was a certain soothness to it. We ended up doing them three times a week, two or three times a week sometimes. And uh, we ended up having a, a nice group of regulars. And the conversations were great. And it's almost, it's almost it was almost sad when we, we had to, uh, we called an end to the calls. Yeah, at some point, you know, we couldn't get the salespeople off the road anymore at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And at some point, we didn't start opening, you got to start hitting the road. But it was pretty cool to do that. We, we had a pretty good sense of normalcy for a while, at least for a nice, uh, a nice group of people, man. Oh, that's why I enjoyed that. That's, that's great. That's great. So we touched on a little earlier. So obviously one of the victims of the, the COVID-19 situation is the uh, PCA trade show, which was scheduled to happen um, in, I guess, right about a month, uh, a little less than a month from now. And well, yeah, right man, about a month from now. So yeah, out in Las Vegas. So you were talking about how you're kind of doing some traveling to, to make up for that. Yeah, we we started hitting the road, and we're visiting customers. We're doing um, we're doing dinners right now. We're doing uh, this week. We're doing we did Houston. Uh, we're doing Dallas tonight. We'll be doing Birmingham, and then we're doing Columbia, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and we'll be coming back. I think in in July we'll start hitting the road again. It's it's the way we do it, man. Capitalism always finds a way. That's what I love about entrepreneurship. We just have to get creative and figure out how to do it, because otherwise, you know, we got no shot otherwise. Definitely, definitely. And we have a lot of good customers, a lot of great support out there. And, you know, it was also sad to see some customers actually suffer a lot. Because some brands went and, and yeah, some people have to do what they have to do to, to, to keep their business afloat. So some people went and did certain deals with their brands where it really lowered the, the, the value of their brands. Mm. So now stores, imagine the insult to the injury was that when they thought they were sitting on $20,000 with an inventory of a certain brand, that brand has now been discounted. It's no longer worth twenty thousand. It's only worth, I don't know, fifteen thousand. Ooh, I hadn't so, thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, man. So that was a huge hit for some guys uh, to look at. So we we've been out there and letting people know, look, we're here for them. We we are everybody's partner. We're a small business like they are, and we're we're back rolling again, man. So if they can't come to Tracy, we'll come to every single one of them. Gotcha, gotcha. That's the plan. So then, going into PCA, had it had it happened. Did uh, you have any sort of new cigars planned or any sort of um, new new products or SKUs that you were going to be announcing? And if so, what are your what are your plans in regards to those? Yeah, listen, we're still doing the uh, cigars we had in mind are the uh, CLE, and we finally came up with a name called the 25th Anniversary. <laughs> we're doing the Asylum 8 also. And we're also fooling around with somebody, something called the uh, Passive-Aggressive. And a couple of things, you know, I always go down on Honduras and I never really have a, a set plan per se. I have some basic ideas of what I want to do. Definitely the Salamate, definitely the CLE, um, the, the CLE 25th anniversary. Those were definitely that are coming out still. They're almost done, but there are always a couple more that I was looking at doing and coming out with. There are a couple of farms I've been experimenting with growing tobacco and uh, for different results, different regions, different areas. So I'm really looking forward to tasting those. So it'll, it'll be coming up soon, man. Very cool. Very cool. 
Uh, so yeah, Jeff, we're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. So, Jeff, what do you Thank get, you very much, man. What are you getting on the cigar there, Jeff? Oh, it's still creamy. I mean, this is like I said, this is one of probably my top ten sticks. And, you know, I've had it before and was really excited when we opened up uh, the My Monthly Cigars box and found this little gem hiding in there. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. The construction on this thing is just immaculate. I mean, I've got a razor-type burn line and everything, and, yeah. and it's just, it's it's doing great. So, yeah. It's, I really, you know, I, you know, I do have to say that, man, about the factory in Honduras and in general, man, Hondurans have always been very good with their labor. That's one thing I love. Honduras is, is the most expensive country in the world to make cigars and maybe after the U.S. only. Yeah. And uh, but, dude, you know, yes, I was born in Honduras, so my opinion is very biased. <laughs> full disclosure. But I do like the way they work tobacco. You, if you, even if you do from if you see their fermentation, the way they do bulk, it's, it really is beautiful the way they do it, man. So when you look, look at those cigars. You know, well, bro, we we um, we draw test every single cigar, every single one. Oh, I can tell well, you know, this has got a fantastic draw to it. But it also has to do with how well you treat your workers as well. You know, we we had uh, like now with this COVID, another thing that changed. You should see the regulations that Sandra, our, our GM down there, did to make that factory operate just right. We 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 completely re uh, reengineer our entire operation, so people feel very safe. And now, as you're starting to get a lot of uh, outbreaks in some of the factories in Honduras. You know, workers can go to work every day, and they feel absolutely comfortable, man. And uh, and I think I think at the end, the cigars who benefits, and uh, obviously the consumer, because we want to make sure that people are always happy, bro. Take care of your people. So that's so all we got. Let's talk about that for a moment. So obviously, for there was a period of time that a number of nations, including Honduras and whatnot, kind of shut things down because of COVID. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The factory portions were were stopped but the growing the 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 agricultural side of things was was allowed correct yeah certain ones were allowed to continue operating if you had the certain uh, health measures and you kept everything healthy and safe for workers and some people did not all of them but most people did most responsible companies did anyway but yeah but we had the same same issues as here in the united states we, we did have closures and honduras are even stricter man there you know there's no uh you're not gonna have any marches or anything protesting man <laughs> when orlando says it's closed it's closed exactly yeah. so then with that being said with that period of time um i know some manufacturers have kind of talked some have been very blunt some have kind of sugar-coated a little bit that they uh uh may or may not have any sort of uh, product shortages are you guys looking at any sort of uh product slowdown at any point or are you uh still good and rocking and rolling no uh look at we we had uh we, we, we always plan production. We start building up inventory in January. We plan already for these months, and we know exactly what, I mean, we don't know exactly, but we have a pretty good forecast of what our sales are going to be. So we we basically just dipped into our inventory or into our reserves. Okay. We are able to catch up um, responsibly. The word is always responsibly. We don't want to go crazy overproduce. We want to make sure we make the right amount of cigars. I don't want to sacrifice quality. I did that once in the Camacho days, and I'm not, uh, you know, I learned enough from it not to ever do it again. Definitely. Because you kill your brand, man. It's absolutely brutal what it does to a brand. And recovering from that was, it wasn't impossible, but it was it was really hard. It was a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, you know. Exactly. So, um, I mean, it's your name at that point, you know. you're. Yeah, I mean, 100%. So, no, we, we won't have shortages. We might have shortages in the boxes. What we do, though, man, something that happened, we just sent out a letter a couple of days ago about this last Friday that we have had an unexpected surge in demand for for our products. You know, and and 
what happens is that the internet and larger retailers are now also beginning to accumulate inventory for their high seasons as well. Yeah. So a lot of things begin to compound. And uh, I don't know if it's true with everybody else, and I hope it is. You know, I'm not selfish that way. I hope we're not the only ones uh, experiencing this kind of surge in business. And if we are, even better. <laughs> but <laughs> if it's here, it's okay. And um, so, yeah, no, listen, we'll be ready. Boxes might be a little slow. And we will be supplying stores. So what we're doing now, we're limiting some of the shipments that we do to stores. So if you order, I don't know, say five boxes, we'll ship you probably three boxes this week. And we'll wait for the shipment next week and then so on and so on. So every week we'll keep supplying stores and just to make sure that everybody gets gets enough cigars to keep their customers happy. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, something like the Eight All Dark is, is not – you're not going to see very many anymore. Oh, I love that yeah, cigar. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, I can barely even smoke it myself, man. It's pathetic, bro. Really? Because I, you know, we rarely ever have them, man. Oh, okay. And when they come in, my shipping guys, no, 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 sir, we got to ship those out. Because what happens, all the salespeople are already calling in and make sure that the boxes get reserved. Oh, man. Yeah, cigar oh. phenomenal, man. I, I love that cigar. I was going to say, it's it's so good. So I'll have to, when I see it, I'll have to make sure I stock up. Yeah, look, they're, they're, every once in a while, we get, we get to make a cigar that we absolutely, completely love on a very selfish level. <laughs> and that's not one cigar for me, man. That's awesome. And if I sat with somebody, you know, if I were, if, if I were Carlos Fuente, and Carlos Fuente, go in your person, give me a cigar, let's smoke a cigar. And I wanted to impress him, that's the cigar I would give him. Gotcha. That, that, and that guy's my mentor, so I hope that, that explains my how much I like that cigar. I'm sure he'd like it because, like I said, it's a it's a fantastic smoke. I've I've always I from the first time I tried it, I have enjoyed the Aroa Dark. In fact, I was talking to somebody uh, just the other day. I was talking to Tim from uh, he's on a show called Down to the Nub. It, uh, he used to be part of the team over at uh, Dad Smoking Cigars, and he was smoking one of your cigars. And I he was he was talking about it, and I mentioned to him. I asked him if he'd ever tried the Aroa Dark, and he said no. But it came in with this this uh, sampler pack that he had. That, that he had the cigar that he was smoking. I can't remember which one it was. And I told him, I said, oh, you've got to try the Aero Dark. It's just fantastic. Uh, thank you very much, man. That's a great, great cigar, bro. I love that cigar. Now, Christian, I wanted to ask you, you talked about the trip that you're currently on. What do you have planned for the fall? Do you have any uh, any events you're going to be going to? You know, Depending on how the things go with COVID here, you know, as the uh, year progresses. But do you have another trip planned for the fall then? Yeah, like anything that like consumers maybe could look forward to, or are you just kind of uh, no, circling up consumer, with retailers right now? I think consumer events are large or canceled. And uh, I, I, I understand that the uh, Dortmund, Dortmund Fair in Germany has also been canceled as well. Yes, it has. So nothing major, nothing crazy uh, coming up. Just more retailers. You know what, I, I selfishly, one thing that I absolutely love about what's happened is that retailers are now, once again, hand-selling cigars one by one in their humidor because customers require it and they feel more comfortable if not everybody, not everybody handles cigars. Yeah. And, and, at the, at the, and, and the end result has been the customers are getting a lot better attention, you know, because we get, you know, we're, we're a very relaxed industry and we fall into these habits sometimes where the guy comes in, okay, John, I'll just meet you over at the humidor. And nobody walks the customer into the humidor, and, and you know John just pretty much picks whatever he wants. Yeah, he picks. So his, I like the his fact normal that sticks, cigars, yeah. yeah, man. So I love the cigars being hand sold again. I absolutely love that part. That's that 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 actually is a really valid point. I it mean, really cause, is because you're right. I mean, um, you know, Jeff and I we visit a couple different shops locally, and they they take time. I mean, they they give you some space. You know, they recognize that. 
you you coming in, you have your ones that you're looking for and everything. But I know that they kind of have employees in the humidor ready to answer questions, ready to come over. And if you kind of mill around a little bit, then they'll come by and just kind of say, hey, is there anything we can help you with? You know, that sort of thing. But I love yeah, it's so such I, a beautiful craft that we do, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. I like that when, when attention is paid to it. I Def- really like that. Yeah. Well, Jeff, any more thoughts on the uh, cigar there? We've gotten, I'm I'm down to probably about the halfway point. I'm, a, I'm actually smoking a little slower than you today, which is out of uh, the ordinary. Uh, out of out of character for it you. It really yeah. is. But no, well, I'm just. Jeff, it sounds like you all grow it up now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's that's an overstatement. No, it's uh, it's just a it's just a nice creamy cigar. This is this is one of the cigars. This is exactly when I walk into a humidor, what I'm looking to find. I'm well, telling you, absolutely. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. Thank you very much. Well, and I mean, and and I've told a couple different people about your cigars. Like I said, we talked about the Aroa Dark. One of my other favorites that you make is um, the uh, CLE Corojo. And Bro, dude, he's going on I, about I, that all the time. Yeah, you know, that cigar is a great cigar. And the only reason that cigar doesn't do any better, and it's 100% my fault, and I haven't been able to, to market it better. But yeah, dude, the, the CLE Corojo is what I smoke on a daily basis. That's, that is my loyal go-to cigar. And I know it's never going to fail me. And, you know, it's priced right. Oh, it is. Basically, yeah, the cigar is fantastic, man. That's, uh, uh, yeah, I love that cigar. And uh, but and we'll do a better job. We're doing a better job now getting it placed. But, yeah, man, some, if you guys out there haven't tried the CLE Corojo, try that cigar. That's actually a really, really good cigar. And then the other CLE uh, cigar that you make that, I mean, I, I I just now have finished the box. I've been I've been slow walking it. I, I bought that box of CLE Connecticut. Uh, when you were in town, and I just finished you bought that, that at the Hill when when we went over an interview. Precisely, yep, and, I remember and that. That was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of. That was probably what August or September. August or September, when, yeah. When you were in town, and um, I've slow walked it. You know, I've I've savored it and everything. But I I finished that box maybe about a month ago, and the beauty of that cigar. I would start my day with that cigar. That Sealy Connecticut was just such a great way to start my day of smoking. And the uh, on the cold draw on that thing, multiple different times. It's the only cigar that I can tell you with absolute certainty. You know how you hear some of these guys that they do the flavor notes and they pinpoint a specific food item that they that they you know get off of it. That's the right. that's the only cigar that I've ever pinpointed a specific food. And when I did the cold draw on that thing, at least a couple different times, graham crackers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how I can take that, man. Dude, it was great. I mean, it, and it was like an epiphany for me because, you know, I hear some of these, like, reviewers and stuff. Because Jeff and I are not experts. You know, we've been... We've By been, no stretch of the imagination. We've been doing the podcast almost a year now and everything, but we're we're no experts. We're just two guys that have microphones and get on and act stupid a lot of times. Oh, well, maybe I should ask you. Do you like graham crackers? I do like graham crackers. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. No, it, one, and But see, that was the All thing. Right. It's like I'm, I'm sitting on my deck and, and, uh, and, it, and this hit... <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever got. And it was just like this epiphany of, of I nailed it. I got the, it. The and next time we do that cigar, I'm going to make s'mores for you to have with it. Okay. I think that'd be a good pairing. <laughs> I think that would be a good pairing. S'mores in a CLE awesome, Connecticut. So. We'll, we'll light up the campfire. We'll sit around. We'll have our cigar, eat some s'mores. It'll be a good time. I think that sounds like a fine time. I so. think so too. We can make that happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, Sealy Connect is a great little cigar, man. Very extremely popular, man. Mm. And uh, yeah, we use uh, you know the Sealy Connecticut Corojo and Habano are the exact same cigar. The only thing that changes is the wrapper, and the wrapper is a big. You know, some people will be, some people will tell you it's about seventy percent of the flavor. Yeah. Well, the and that's amazing actually. because by volume, it's such a small percentage of the cigar, but it does affect yeah, but, the taste in such a way. Yeah, it's what you're igniting on the outside, and that's why it makes such a big difference. Interesting, interesting. So um, that's one thing that I always hear a lot is that mild cigars, Connecticut's and whatnot are, are the the larger category for a lot of these companies. Do you find that you sell more Connecticut's than maybe some of the other ones, or is there maybe one uh, type of tobacco that – that you find is just really overwhelmingly popular out of your line. No, listen, that, that's factually correct. Connecticut is the larger volume. Plus, look, you have so many brands that have been around for a long time, Nakanudo and brands like this, uh, Backrat, you know, the old Backrat was such a monster brand. So it is absolutely true that Connecticut's outsell the other rappers. Mm-hmm. Now, popularity-wise, it might be a different story as far as the cigars of people. You know, I always used to give you a people the example of Castle Watch versus Rolex. That's before when, you know, watches were a thing. Yeah. So you, you got more people have casters than they do Rolexes, but if you're going out to dinner, you're going to wear a Rolex. And that's probably the best example. So Connecticut wrappers are a lot more common. And not everybody likes to smoke full-body cigars. You know, my father's one of those people. He hates full-body cigars. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, I hate some, man. That's, you, you and I used to argue all the time. We used to have customers over. I would give them a Camacho Corolla. My dad would start... Like spitty, you know. I, I go, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, Coins the cigars are too strong. I go, Yeah, man, but don't you know, so don't smoke in front of people, man. They might think there's something wrong with a cigar. Oh, so definitely. It was always, uh, yeah, man, but you know, my dad's one of those guys. He, he will not smoke a, a, a cigar that's uh, that's full body, he actually dislikes them. Interesting. And see, I'm, yeah, man. I'm more of a mild to medium cigar smoker. Nick likes a little more medium to full body, a little bit, yeah. So we have our, you know, we definitely have our different tastes here. It's really about flavor, you know. I mean, you can have a a full-bodied cigar, but it just won't have much flavor, and that's that's no fun. It it really does come down to flavor, and and I find that, and I find that a lot of your cigars really are very flavorful cigars. Thank you very much, man. That's so nice of you. Thank you for saying that. And just for just for the record, when Nick and I go out to eat, we're wearing our Rolox watches. So, <laughs> oh yeah, nice. <laughs> the podcast didn't turn in that much cash yet. We got them from a guy on the street corner. So, <laughs> anyway, well, Christian, we are uh, we're enjoying this cigar. But um, do you have anything else that you want to point out to our our listeners? Any kind of messages you want to want to convey? No, man, I said. I look forward to seeing you guys up there next time I go up there. You know, I, I think I'm going to be up in the Midwest pretty soon. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we look forward to and, that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Is Missouri considered Midwest? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right in the heart of it. Yep. I don't, I don't know what to call you people. The, we're in the buckle of the Bible Belt. We're so. flyover country for exactly. a lot of the people on the coast. But you can yeah, also refer uh, to us as the Ozarks. We're not in the Ozarks. Oh, no. That's where you're wrong, buddy. This is around this area. We're in Monroe County, Illinois right now, and it is considered the Illinois Ozarks. Shawnee Forest, they're they're extending out what they call the Ozarks now. Okay. Just saying. Anyway, yes, we are in the Midwest. (laughs) Listen, the real Ozarks are wherever Jason Bateman tells me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I'm not caught up on that yet. I've actually never watched that show. It's been in my Netflix oh, queue for a little while, but I haven't watched it. 
pretty good show, man. Entertain. I, mean, I did. Gonna... I did the first season, but I don't know how many are out there. I haven't. Uh, I haven't caught myself up yet. So, so real, real quick, you brought this up. So over COVID, did you catch up on any uh, TV shows, movies, entertainment? You know, any kind oh, of relaxing bro, stuff for yourself? Tiger King, man. Tiger King. <laughs> oh, okay. So Christian, I have a story. Oh God, I met that guy. Really? I swear to God. Um, when my daughter Hannah was probably uh, 10, 11 years old, she was obsessed with cats, loves cats. And that guy came to the Marion Mall and you could go pet the baby tigers. And I know in, in, you know, in the uh, goggles of today's world, looking back in hindsight, that's a horrible thing. But I, I didn't care. I took my daughter to it. You know, at the time, I mean, hey, she got to pet tigers. And we went there and I actually met the Tiger King. And some of his handler guys. Oh, yeah. And they were all methy as all get out. They were the <laughs> scariest people I've ever met. Couldn't have been nicer because we were bringing them money and that's what they were all about. But yeah, my daughter, I have pictures of her to this day where she is that petting is awesome. baby tigers at the Marion Mall in Marion, nice Illinois. You, I, I have every intention, every intention of getting a group of people and renting a bus and going to protest over at Carol Baskins. Yes, that bitch. <laughs> I swear to God, man, I'm not joking. I just want to do it because I hate that woman. I know, right? She's such a hypocrite. I'm man. Oh, my God. And you know she killed killed her husband. Yeah. Allegedly. She just took over the zoo, man. She took it. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to save us from getting sued. Allegedly. Oh, no. We're just just talking here. (laughs) And then you got the other guy with his harem of women and his, like, cult thing going on. Was that the guy Um, from the Carolinas? Doctor something or other? Yeah. Yeah. So bizarre. But you know what? It's so funny how a documentary like that, that normally, if it would have dropped in March and 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 this was a normal year, yeah, you might have had some people talking about it and everything, but it just took off like an utter phenomenon because we were all... You even have President Trump talking about him. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Talking about pardoning him in and everything. It, just, oh, it was nuts, but yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so. that guy was crazy as a loon, though. I remember meeting him and thinking, what if I brought my daughter to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Christian... Thank you. you guys. Thanks a lot, man. Good Thank, luck, man. I'll yeah. see you guys soon. Thank you so much for your time. And yeah, when you're in the Midwest next time, definitely uh, look us up. We'd, we'd really appreciate that. See you, brother. Thanks so All much. Right, Good luck, man. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Well, we really want to thank Christian Roa for taking time out of his day. I know he's been traveling. It was kind of, uh, you know, one of those things we had to coordinate schedules. Well, in order and he to had make a, limited, a and, limited window of time to talk yeah, to us to so begin with. So it was, it was really nice that he took time out and everything to do this. So, so Jeff, what are you getting on the cigar now? Dude, you know, I know I was kissing his ass on the show, but I really do love this cigar. And I, I'm, no, not, I'm not making that up. You've and seen me buy this cigar and smoke I it have more seen than once. You buy it and smoke it more than once. And I'll tell you, everybody knows at this point my, my feelings on box press cigars. You're wrong. There is a limited list of cigars that I'm willing to go ahead and, you know, accept the shape um, because it's just that good of a cigar. Yeah. This is one of them. Yep. This is one of them. Um, you know, Padrones, I tend to do that with. Um, I, I like the flat iron. I'm looking forward to Dave getting me uh, some round flat irons just to see if You know if what? That's, that's going to be interesting. That'll be interesting just to compare the difference in flavor between a round, a round cigar and the exact same cigar, but, but actually box press. But not only that, to also contrast. Yes. <laughs> but, then, but then this Aroa 20, first 20 years. This Guys, is, the this look I a, just got. A great cigar. I was so annoyed. Anyway. No, this is an outstanding cigar. It, like I said, it's it's one of my favorites. It really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this came to us 
via the June My Monthly Cigars box. And what is My Monthly Cigars, My Nick? Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription. you like subscri- that setup? That was good. Yeah. I, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> just You take a nice segue and just trample it to death. Just like, hey, look at that, folks. It was a segue. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Chimpanzee riding on a segue. Chimpanzee you know riding of, on a segue. The, the, the guy who created the segue died. On a Segway. On a Segway. I know, right? Did he, like, fall off a cliff? I think he went over a cliff. I would say I'm pretty sure he went over a cliff. It's like, dude, that's irony. It's beyond irony. Yeah. It's maybe... Isn't it ironic? It's God's wrath for coming up with a very stupid project. Don't you think? (laughs) It's like, you... God God looked at him and said, you, sir, have just found a way to be more incredibly lazy than any other man on earth by creating this device, and I have to punish you for it. I have to smite you now. Yes, I have to smite you now. Well, well, you know. You know, it's probably too soon because he's got family out there. (laughs) Let's be real. The segue is what eventually leads us to the point of us being the fat blobs of humanity that you saw in WALL-E. Or that you see before us now. No, that's fried food. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fried food and bread. Anyway, so My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar <laughs> subscription service where you can have boxes of cigars sent to Nick's your door. Nick's going to a refund on this oh, one. Oh, man. You know, whatever. <laughs> you get them sent to your door every month. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight <laughs> cigars for $50, which means you get two of everything that's in the uh, Robusto box. And I'll tell you, this month's uh, Presidente box would have been a steal because not only would you have um, saved, like, what, $34 yeah. over the uh, MSRP because he has that MSRP guarantee where the cigars are valued at more than the price of the box. So with the with the Robusto, I, you saved, what, $12? Um, but with the Presidente box, you're actually saving $34. But not only that, you get two of these Aroa sticks. Now, if you bought that. two El Presidente boxes, you'd save, what, $64? Yes, and you'd have 16 cigars. <laughs> what if you bought four Stop. boxes? I'm not doing math. I, am, <laughs> I, I have said repeatedly that math is not my friend, so we are not. 128. Um, um, you'd save $128. Would it be? Would it be? 64 times 2. Okay. You're actually checking my math on that, aren't no, you? No, I'm not. I'm actually responding to some messages. But anyway. <laughs> oh, so, it's not like we're doing a show here. I mean, oh, because you of all people are so dedicated to the craft that you're not going to get distracted with something. Anyway. I actually listened today because I like Christian, so. That's good. Yeah. I actually listened to our own cast while we're doing it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's only taken you 88 episodes to finally <laughs> listen to the cast Nick, as we're doing it. Nick watches me wander off chasing like he, butterflies and oh shit. Oh my God, guys. He was up taking pictures. Anyway, so back to My Monthly Cigars. You can subscribe <laughs> to My Monthly Cigars and you can get... These boxes sent to your door with cigars, and they're awesome. And everybody likes getting these boxes because it's like Christmas every single month when these things arrive. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it's like the Jelly in the Month Club. But much better. Much better. Yeah. Although Jelly's pretty good. Jelly is good. Anyway, so you can head over to MyMonthlyCigars.com, sign up today, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T. That gets you free shipping on your first box, but it also gets you 20% off any of the items in the online store because they have... A variety of items in the online store, cigars, accessories, accessories yeah. you know, cool stuff like that. And a lot of cigars from previous boxes. So if you hear uh, us talking about a cigar maybe that was in an older box, check out their online store. They probably have some I of those I need to get on there on and there. look to see if they have that Ave Maria. Ave Maria. Why are you singing, Jeff? 
Because you kept playing music during that episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Sick Twitch. Anyway. So, like I said, go over to My Monthly Cigars, sign up. I know know you played music. And the other thing is, they have just recently, before Father's Day, they just recently started doing e-gift cards. So you can go on there. This is really cool. You can buy a gift card, $25, $50, $100, or $200. And you can uh, gift those to somebody so they can either use it to subscribe or they can use it to buy cigars. I used it for my dad for Father's Day. He pounced on that, which was great. And let me me ask you something. But it's a good thing coming up for for birthdays, Christmas, all sorts of things. If you're getting someone, say, a late Father's Day gift or a birthday gift, or Mm -hmm. you're looking forward to Christmas, or Halloween, give them that to, the, to the kids, you know, that are trick or treating. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. If, maybe don't. I don't do know that. if maybe don't wanna, do that. Yeah, there is an age verification on the site. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be doing that. But, but my question is, could someone then use the pulpit code with the gift card? I don't know if that if that works or not. You can't use the pulpit code to buy the gift card. But you can use it with. But the I'm gift card. pretty sure you can use that pulpit card so with the gift card. Make sure that when you give that gift, you, you remind people them, to use the pulpit. Use the pulpit code, code, and then that way they can save a little money and get Absolutely. a little bit more with their gift card. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Jelly of the month. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I I'm continuing on this cigar. I love this cigar. You're further along on the cigar than me, and that never happens. No, you're either savoring it more, or I'm enjoying it more, and I'm sucking it down quicker. Well, I've told you, other. this is one of my favorites. And the thing I like about it is it's just smooth all the way through. Like, a lot of times, you know, you'll get uh, to the last third, you'll start getting a little bitter on your cigar. There are actually times that I'll go back in and reclip the end to get rid of some of that, and I'm not picking up any of that with this cigar yeah, right now. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. You know, I'm getting like, I, dude. I mean, the draw in this thing is great. the The burn line is great. The V cut was a good choice. The V cut's a great choice. Now and you went with you went with the uh, vertical V, and I went with the horizontal. I don't know if you noticed. You that. went weird with it. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I've never seen. I, I elongated my cut. You did. Like you, in terms of the box press, guys. It's like you know how you have the the obvious top and bottom end and then you have the two kind of shorter sides this is not a perfect square cigar this is a rectangle he kind of like turned the rectangle on its little end and then did the v-cut so it's it's, it's a thing it's of a beauty little, it's a little different yeah but i like it yeah now the uh the cigar we did tuesday um which was that little uh, davidoff mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. actually did a crown cut on that i did a double v how did you do a double v on that little dinky you thing? saw it it was a thing of beauty was that that one? or yeah. what? I thought that was after we were done recording when you had that flat iron. I don't know. I think it was on the... Uh, I'll I have to go can, back and look at my pictures. Dude, I cannot imagine you were able to do a double V on that dinky little Davidoff. It was surgical. It would have to be surgical because, I mean, I don't know how you did a V cut on Although that Although I did follow that up with, with the uh, flat iron. That's, that That's is what correct. I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it was the flat iron you did that little crown what cut was thing the, uh, What was the cigar that our uh, buddy uh, gave to us there? Uh, Bryant from Cigar Talk gave us a uh, couple of, they were from Caldwell. Caldwell yeah. They were, um, I did a Caldwell, um, I actually, actually put a picture of it up on my, uh, Instagram, uh, a couple, couple, three weeks back. Yeah. He gave us a couple of the, uh, the King is Dead by Caldwell cigars. It was really good. It had some real good spice at the end of it. Now, I have not tried it yet, so I have it uh, waiting to go. No, but I, I know you went ahead and smoked it immediately. I did. Well, I mean, he gave it to us. It was a gift, so I wanted to smoke it at that point. And Here's it the... It uh, nice. 
Yeah, and Bryant the- was happy because he finally got to finally enjoy a uh, Martinez cigar. Because evidently, um, Rob just kind of hoards them as soon as he gets them from Dave. So, um, <laughs> I mean, and for the record, I have shared with you. Oh, you have. I mean, it took some, you know, arm I'll twisting. Even, I'll even say this on the record for everybody to hear. While Broccoli Rob was in town, I received a drop shipment from Martinez Cigars that had some cigars in it for you and I and Broccoli Rob because uh, Dave had been saying that he wanted to get uh, Broccoli Rob some cigars for his review site, FinalThirdCigar.com. And um, he knew that he was going to be in town with me, so he went ahead and sent all three of us cigars, okay? Yeah. Broccoli Rob and I, we got the box. We're sitting at my dining room table, and we're divvying them up and everything like that. You were going to cut me out. You were. For the record, I took the least amount of cigars. Well, look at you. I only took four cigars out of that entire look box. Look at the bishop stepping up. You got, I don't know how many cigars we gave you, but it was it was like at least five or six. And then Broccoli got about the same. I'm going to show you this. So this for is... the record, I just want it for the record that you got more cigars than I did out of that drop shipment from Martinez. I want to point this out. This, this was the first ever Caldwell cigar I ever tried. It was the Blind Man's Bluff, Connecticut. I don't know if you remember that picture I put up on the oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, and your little gray. Yep. Yeah. I believe I got that down at uh, Cape Girardeau, actually. You still in Instagram jail? Uh, yeah, I'm still in Instagram jail. I don't even know what I did. You're like a little child. I am. <laughs> like, I can't I can't even um, put captions on my own pictures. If you know, if anybody's following the yeah, Naked y- Gator page. You can tell which ones I put up for him because I guess it's based off IP address because I can post and do everything just fine under your account. Yeah, my but, phone's but locked you down. you can't. So um, you can tell which ones I'm putting up and which ones Jeff putting up because if it's one, if it's just a picture with no tags and no captions or anything like that, Jeff put that up. But oh. if it's one that has like captions and tags and all that, you know f- that, that's me. You know what the frustrating part of that is? I still, because I never know when I'm going to be out of whatever the instant jail is that I'm in. And I still make up the caption, type it all out, tag everybody in it, post it, and then the it research, just deletes it. The research show said that you did said that it could be up to two weeks. Eight hours to two weeks. Well, and it's, it's definitely not so eight hours. Enough. Because there have been, it's been damn near a week now. There have been multiple pictures that you've posted, that Final Third Cigars has posted, um, uh, Teddy Gorilla, you know, yeah. different people, that I've wanted to go on and like some pictures from Cigar Girls that they've put up, and different one, you know, different people I follow on Instagram. You following the Cigar Girls? Oh, I do follow Cigar Girls. Do you follow that page? I don't, know. You should. It's a, it's a neat page. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Cigar underscore Girls. Let me double check that. Okay. But they, they put up some neat photos. Okay. Well, folks, while he's looking that up, I want to want to take a little time um, to... Uh, no, I can't even find it. I want to take a little time to address a uh, announcement that we made on Wednesday. Oh, there it is. Yep, it's cigar, it's cigar underscore girls. Now, look, look at some of these photos that they put up. It's not just girls with cigars. No, it's not. Like, they it's, put up legitimate, actual, you know, photos. Yeah, so... Look at that. How cool is that? That is a lot of cigars. Yeah, so if That's you're not true. following them... Follow our pages, but, you know, follow them, too. So I do want to address an announcement that we made on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we had, uh, uh, teamed up with uh, – we did a live announcement on Down to the Nub with um, – So exciting. Uh, the guys from Down to the Nub, uh, Al and Melissa from uh, Good Cigar, uh, Mark and Aaron from The Straight Cut, uh, Jeff and I were on there. Um, Dave Rivera from Martinez and Nick Gervais from My Monthly Cigars. And we announced that we've kind of uh, come together and we've got a little cigar podcast group called The Collective Smoke. And what this is, is it's the four, our four podcasts. We're teaming up and we're kind of uh, bringing our audience, trying to bring our audiences together 
as more of a combined community to um, help promote the cigar industry and help promote um, brands and, and items and all sorts of things within the cigar industry. And what's really nice is my monthly cigars has stepped up. They're helping us out with a lot of the logistics of some of this. Um, but then they're also sponsoring the uh, the collective smoke. And we're we're teaming up and we're helping to promote Martinez cigars for a little while. And um, with they, good reason. I mean, it's a great company. precisely, yeah. precisely. And so if you haven't checked out that announcement, you can head on over to the Down to the Nub YouTube channel. Um, you'll find it. We we d- went live Wednesday, but I'm it's it's up on their YouTube channel, and you can you can watch the announcement. And there's uh, there's going to be contests going. There's going to be contests going um, pretty much through the end of the year. Um, we've got a couple of contests going. The first one should have started today. That's going to run for about a week. That is uh, being being put together by Nick over at my monthly and Dave at uh, Martinez. Then follow that up. There's going to be more contests to come. Uh, each of the podcasts are going to do a contest, and there'll be a little time in between. And then that's all leading up to a giant contest that I don't want to give any details on now. But let me tell you, folks. You're going to definitely want to stay tuned for details about what we have going on a little later on this year mm-hmm. because it's going to be just absolutely amazing. The term that comes to mind is epic. It's, I mean, it let, really is. I'm let, not overselling that. Let's put it this way, guys. If you are a cigar nerd and you are into the boutique brands and you're into some, uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. If you're if you're a cigar nerd and you're into Are you boutique afraid brands, you're going to give away too much because you, Nick loves you to know gossip. me. I love to share good news. You and love so gossip. That's why I'm we're a, journalists. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But let me tell you guys, if you're into that kind of stuff, you've got to follow us and keep track of. This I'm just going to say this: there's going to be some really really cool stuff. I'm going to say this: it's a big damn deal. It is. It is. Yep. So follow the four individual podcasts that, like I said, it's it's us. It's uh, Good Cigar, Down to the Nub, and The Straight Cut. Follow My Monthly Cigars. Follow Martina Cigars. I know that's, you know, what, seven different Instagram accounts I just told you to follow. But seriously, follow them. It's good content out of everybody. You're going to want to start following the shows. Look, Jeff and I would not have teamed with these shows if we didn't like these shows. Yeah, we we like the guys that uh, they're the, good people. The, they are good people. You know, um, Alan Melissa have a fantastic rapport with one another. I mean, I can understand why they're such a happy couple. And um, no, they're good people. And and we're actually going to be hanging out with them in Kansas City. Oh, you know what? That's another thing we I'll get to in a moment. Um, but but Mark and Aaron, I was just on um, the straight cut, which actually. That episode should probably be dropping. I'm a little it, mad at them. It might actually have dropped today. I'm a little mad at them because they didn't invite me. They would have had you. Well, you're, who, who wouldn't? I'm, you're, you know, you're, I'm Gator you're for the love of God. You're never available for this stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> but anyway, so no, I mean, Mark and Aaron from The Straight Cut, they're, they're great guys. And what I like about all of these shows, and Dave and Brandon, they bring some just incredible knowledge of the industry to the table. And back, what, back to Mark and Aaron. Yeah, Nick didn't tell me I could be part of the show. So, yeah. Well, you know. Sorry, yeah. guys. I would have been there. No, you wouldn't have. Man, yeah, probably not. Yeah, see, I know better. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm not contractually obligated to do any of the herfs or other shows. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's be real. This contract's getting more and more elaborate. Let's be real. You are barely contractually obligated to be my friend. But, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, he has so, to pay me to be his friend, Anyway, folks. they're fantastic shows. Yeah, Go when am I getting those checks, them. by the way? When I start getting paid. <laughs> so This is a labor of love so far. Uh-huh. But the other thing I want to point out, Jeff and I were able to procure our tickets to the Kansas City Cigar Festival. Damn straight we were. I am excited about that. I was worried that it wasn't going to happen. Nick and was stalking those I, people. Well, no, I got an email um, one morning saying, hey, tickets are on sale now. And I just I pounced and on it. And we didn't man. think it was going to happen. We didn't. No, so I pounced, given up. I pounced on it immediately. We were able to get our VIP tickets for that. So I'm looking forward to that. And the best part is I had mentioned it. That day to Al over at the Good Cigar, and I just casually mentioned it to Mark at the Straight Cut. And the beauty is, Al went out like that day, bought two VIP tickets, and booked himself a room at the same hotel we're at. Oh, that's awesome. And so he and his wife are going to come up. And then Mark and Aaron, they're talking about coming up with their wives because uh, Aaron's from Kansas City, so it's a good excuse to come home. So I, it, we may very well have all three podcasts. Well, all three except for Down to the Nub, I guess. I guess well, they can come too. They can come. I yeah. mean, they're based a little further out. You know, Tim's over in California. Planes fly there. Brandon's in uh, Arizona. Plane, planes fly there. That's to true. Kansas City. I, I, I mean, granted, I get the that. airport is a. 300 miles away from the town. And I'll but still. also say this. I wouldn't want to get on a plane right now, just not because of any fear of COVID, but just quite frankly, the, the just it just irritates me having to go through all the things to do. You got to wear a mask the whole flight. Ugh. And now the one well, nice now, thing now I will say, as a Husky gentleman, the uh, rows of chairs, you know how it's normally three rows? They're leaving that middle seat completely oh. empty. Which means I could spill over. That's right. It's like I almost, I, it's like I get that second seat for the price of nothing. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say that there is a loss of cabin pressure. How am I going to put my air mask on over my mask? That's a good question. Yeah. Because that's, I think I hope, that's just I hope a recipe for disaster. Is, I hope the stewardesses address that in their little, uh, Intro. I might have to actually pay thing. attention this time. I usually just, you know, sit and read Sky Mall. There's some good stuff in Sky Mall. There is some good shit in Sky Mall. Some good stuff in Sky Mall. Yeah. So, anyway, so now, uh, folks, the Collective Smoke, it's going to be a good project. We've got a lot of really cool stuff coming up, a lot of great contests. You're going to want to take part in it. So, make make sure you follow all those pages I mentioned and, and listen to the podcasts. I mean, they're good shows. I mean, listen to ours first. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, of you course. Know, but, of course, but, that. But there's good shows. Oh, absolutely. Sure. These are good people. There's plenty of time in the average week for somebody to consume our show as well as the other three shows. Yeah. You know, you're talking maybe... But just listen to ours first. It's one of those things that collectively <laughs> you might be talking about eight hours over the course of the entire week for all of that It'll content. It'll fill up most people's commute. I was going to say, you've got your commute. Hell, when you're sitting out on your deck at night having your, your evening cigar... Get your little Bluetooth speaker, turn on a show, listen Dude, to that's something. what I've been doing at night is putting on, getting a cigar going, putting on the little tiki torch to run off the mosquitoes, and then I sit and listen to various podcasts, and it, it's kind of fun to listen to the other casts because everybody has their own different take, their own different you know style that they do, and even when we overlap with some guests, it's, it's different and interviews. See, and that is the nice thing. You just touched on it, different style. Like I said, Tim and Brandon, they bring a lot of industry knowledge to the table. You know, Brandon is a cigar broker. Um, Tim is just like 
and I mean this in the nicest possible way, Tim is just the biggest nerd. He is he is all cigar in cigar geek. He is in on cigars, but he's also in on like wine and coffee. I mean, when it, it's it's obvious getting to know him that when he has a passion for something, he dives in as full on as he possibly can yeah. to learn as much about it. And so you get a lot of really good knowledge out of down at the nub. With with Al and Melissa over at um, the Good Cigar, not only do they have a good chemistry as you know a husband and wife, but um, what's nice is you have a, some really good palates for both cigars, but also for liquor. They try every episode. They have a different like cocktail that they make. Yeah. And liquor is not really our thing. So liquor is not tried. Our, liquor is not You've our tried. thing. No, exactly. But, yeah. Li- liquor is not our thing. So if you're looking for maybe some cocktail pairing suggestions or something like that, you got to check out the Good Cigar. They they do, and they don't just do a whiskey, you know, and that sort of thing. I mean, they're doing tequila, rum. Uh, all sorts of different drinks that, and and not just like straight. I mean, they're doing it mixed and and whatever. So I mean, you're getting a lot of good liquor knowledge out of that that podcast. The guys over at Straight Cut, not only do they have a very keen retailer mindset, because you know Aaron works at a at a cigar retailer currently, but then Mark used to own a cigar shop. Uh, in Springfield, Illinois, actually. Oh, okay. And so they kind of come at it from the retailer perspective. They they look at lounge lifestyle and that sort of thing. But then the other thing about them, they're huge music guys. So every episode they talk about all sorts of different music genres and and talk about different music uh, or different albums that they like and specifically what they think the top song from that album is. And they actually have a Spotify playlist out there where you can go and listen to the music that they're talking about on the show. So you can, because I mean, I'll be honest, there's a lot of that music I don't know, but what's nice is I, there's a place that I can go and listen to that. And then there's you and I just showing our asses twice a week. Yeah. So you get a little something from Kinda everybody. Kind of like the monkeys at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. You're flinging poo. Yeah. You're oh, every chance I get. You're definitely flinging poo. So <laughs> anyway. So with that, you can follow us on the socials at Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator N E K K I D Gator. That's my page. I'm in Insta Jail, so I may not follow you back for a while. For a while, yeah. but we're also on Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube, and you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. There you go. Well, uh, final thoughts on the cigar here. We're down. We're down to the final third on both. Mm-hmm. I did have to relight mine because I was talking entirely too much there. <laughs> You'll have um, that. I'm getting, it, it's just such a good, creamy, kind of earthy flavor to the cigar. Um, there is that little hint of pepper that's in there. I haven't done a retrohale. We can do another retrohale real Let's quick. Do that. <laughs> okay. Pepper's increased. Pepper has yeah. increased in the final third of the cigar. It's good. Um, Ooh, it's still burning. There's something else. What? It, yeah, but I, I'm not doing another retro ale because that burned. That burned hard. What is that? You're gonna make me do another retro ale, aren't you? What is that? I can't pick. I I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. There's something there. Just a hint, baby, of coffee, or am I just making this up? <laughs> See, and that's gonna be hard for me because I've you're been drinking. Here yeah, drinking you've coffee. been drinking coffee, yeah. so you might be getting it just anyway. So, all right. Well, maybe I'm just. Delusional. There is something so, there, but I can't. I yeah. cannot put it, my finger on. But I'll tell you, the the Aroa, the first twenty year, we have the Colorado, fantastic cigar. Absolutely, I love this cigar so much. And like I said, this did come from the June My Monthly Cigars box. Um, when you go in the humidor, look for that red dot. The cutoff. 
Uh, every month for my monthly cigars is the 15th of the month. So we are past the cutoff to get involved in the July box. But let me tell you guys, go ahead, sign up now. Start with the August box. Yep. Nick's got great stuff coming in all these different boxes. You're going to love it. So make sure that you uh, you get in on that. And uh, then you can smoke along with us. We have, exactly. we have listeners doing we do. that. Yeah. You know, we've got at least a couple different listeners now that they they get the box and they hold off. They actually manage to to not smoke all four of them in the first night that they get it. And uh, they hold off and actually enjoy these cigars with us. So. Well, and we, we even had a listener stop in um, Riverman uh, this past uh, Monday night when we were recording yeah. for Tuesday's episode. We didn't get to talk to him a long time, but he had stopped in to buy some cigars there from Riverman. And said he started going in there because of us talking about it on the podcast. Exactly. So I thought that was great. Exactly. So, well, Jeff, anything else for the good of the cause? No, I think I am good to go. I actually have work to do. I do too. Yeah, uh, we got to do some paper it's, layout. It's, it's a busy day. So, well, we really want to thank Christian Aroa again for his time and for making such a fantastic cigar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Well, with that, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Stay safe and stay smoky, everybody.